Weezy taught me that. What? You know, I'm just a man out here trying to... Pokemon battle begin! Maybe LeBron just needs some competition. Someone to go... I think Bitcoin has a PR problem. I actually brought these, so if I was going to cut onions, I'd wear them. Entertainers for the children. We teach the children. You know what I mean? Wait, like, is he, wasn't he in special life? <laughs> Where's the quality? So what is this guy's name? Foggy Raw. Foggy Raw. Yeah. And that's a, a poetry artist that you, you feel like you could emulate, you know, that you could, your style is close enough to that you could, you could rock in the same vein as him. Yeah. Listen, I remember, um, Alright, so even even back uh, when I actually watched comedies, okay, what is this guy's name? Let me find this guy real quick. There was a guy who, like after high school, I used to watch his um, YouTube channel. He does poetry and stuff too, but it's just like you know how it just speaks to you. Like watching his videos, it just speaks to me, and I feel like like I feel like I can speak to people like that too. So. That's what I mean by the first guy, by the Foggy Raw guy, and this other guy. I'm about to try and figure out what this thing was. You were inspired, inspiration. Yeah, but it's 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 like, but I, but because they have similar styles to me, I just feel like like, dude, I could legit be doing this. You know, like if I really put the work in, I could be doing this. There's no reason why. Like, I know I'm not like the typical. When you hear my poetry, you're not like. You know, you you feel a certain. It, it feels different. I know I talk different. I come off different. I think different. You feel me? I like uh, puns, metaphors, and stuff like that. Like I'm gonna get you to think within my poetry, or you gonna be like, oh yeah, that was catchy, and like you know, yeah, shit like that. So, yeah. What is this guy doing? How long have you been doing poetry? <sighs> what 2013? Right after high school. Ten years. Yeah, but it's like my best shit comes from heartbreak. Heartbreak, you know. When you're in that that pain, that's when that best shit comes out. It's really motion. Yes. I mean, you're stuck in that really motion. I'm sure if you were like really, really thought about writing a a poem about being happy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you could kill that shit. I'm pretty sure if you were writing a poem about any normally motion that's not like most people just grab on to like everybody loves the heartbreak songs everybody loves the angry songs yeah. that's just an, an extreme emotion yeah but it, I'm sure if you wrote a normal song about happy by Pharrell that shit is a, a cl timeless classic it's just about being happy even the little kids know it. yeah don't worry be happy that's just a timeless classic just cause you're stuck in that emotion so I'm pretty sure like what Again, heartbreak is different because again, it's, it, it consumes you in a different way. So, I'm sure you feel like that, but I'm sure your best work would be whenever you're you're just like indulged in being your best. Yeah, I'm sure you being happy is. Yeah, let me say it's not also it's it's lovey around those yeah. things. Whether it's love or heartbreak, those are my two the, the emotions that I could I could hang on to the best. I feel you. I feel, I feel that too. I, I feel I used to I used to do that. Everybody wanted to be a rapper, so I, I had poetry books and I had drawing pads and I did everything. Everything under the sun. So I did the same shit. So I feel you. Yeah, some Virgo shit. So I, I feel that part. But yeah, again, you, 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 I'm sure your best work is just your best work. 
you probably like it more because you're in heartbreak and you got to release those feelings and whatever else. But I'm pretty sure you being good is you being good are all around the board. That type shit. And with that intro, this is the the Positive Overthinker podcast. We have Jason Feast here, and uh, this is Dre Day Part Two. This is officially Dre God's Born Day. Day. Yeah, man. We say born. I say Born Day. Born Day. Born Day. As Eagle said, the Born Day, the blessing with C twenty nine. Happy about it. Big day, big deal. I'm good. We just talking about uh inspiration, just people we find inspiring and like just like Yeah, Jay he was just talking about an artist that kinda like he he feels like he could be like I don't want to say emulate because he's still gonna be unique, but the artist that inspires him to do poetry. You see that? I think that is. Who, who do you, who do you, do you see yourself? Oh, uh, Foggy Rock. Oh, that guy? Yeah. He's not bad, but he just annoys me for some reason. Also? Huh? I don't also. know him, so I can't say. Um, I heard uh, that first thing he did about the Alicia Keys, and like you don't know my name and shit like that. The whole visual. That's just type of shit is like, bro. Like honestly, I don't know. Like inter- entertainment, just that's really what I want to be. Like I wasn't. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be entertainer, bro. I just want to yeah. be myself, and I can just make people laugh and make people. You feel me? Just just being myself. Just be myself. Honestly, at the end of the day, and just hope that you enjoy being around me. I think you'd be good at that. You have a good speaking voice. You get your points across clear. I think you have a pretty good personality. I think you'd be good at that. Honestly. Again, I've never seen you do poetry, but again, I, I, I would assume you're good at that too. You seem confident enough to have actually done it, to actually stand on stage and speak your feelings, and a lot of people won't do that. So that's that's step one in my book. So, uh, yeah, I'm already doing YouTube channel. I like that. I gotta pick up my YouTube channel. I made a video in like two weeks, but I'm still gaining followers, so I like that. Eat eat up the old work. Cause I got a couple. This is my my comic book page. I got a couple hundred like followers. I have over 500 followers with a couple hundred videos. So even when I do comic book, you talk about comic books? Yeah. And these, a lot of these boxes around here, it's a lot of comic books. It's a lot of like memorabilia, Marvel, and like shit like that. So I kind of just like I took a different approach and and wanted to, I didn't want to do like a just like a, a cool family page, you know, like the YouTubers do. Oh, I'm X Y Z, cool guy, cool. I didn't want to take that. That's, the persona. Yeah, the persona. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to take something that like everybody knows of. I can just like, all right, kind of like infuse comic books into your everyday life. Like, kind of like, just move on that vein. 
but at the same time, I have this positive overthinker page, which I'm working on pushing now. But just reading numbers, people love our conversation without conversation, without it, just organic. Yeah, that yeah, that's, that's you what see. And about. going back, that's exactly what I wanted. Also, I wanted people to like. I didn't want to do the video, or I still want to do video. I take that back. I didn't want to just start with a, a legit organic like fan base. Like this is legit, just guys in the garage talking, having real life conversations. And you, you, I want people to graph to that. Then more than just like, oh, I like, I like his his glasses or I, his edits are flashy or he's talking about my favorite artist or shit like that but again visuals and all that is coming because that's important because I do it for the other page but this is a different scene you gotta be because again it's we're all individuals as much as it's one unit we're all individuals Dre's voice is Dre's voice people have people tuned in for Dre's voice and Dre's thoughts if Walter's talks I'm sure he would <laughs> get a lot more influence and understanding of it also but I'm sure people do I tune in. Yeah, bro. <laughs> again, when we get off of this, I'm gonna show you the uh, stats. The stats, and it's crazy. It's crazy for like no real, like real push. I just started going back on Instagram and getting Hello. on. All right. Good evening. But pushing back on Instagram and just. Hey, tell me how does how does uh. Like copyright work, but with people place it in the background. As in what? Like, like, can we play? Music? We can't play music in the background right now. It it, it just can't be. Uh, to make money. It can't be licensed music. Yeah, that's why. That's why if you listen to it, if you play it back, I add music in the background after. Yeah, as like jazz music that's free, free, free to the public, unlicensed. Yeah. You do it, but it had to be on non-monetized. Less than 15 seconds. That's some shit like that. So mm -hmm. if you hear it, it's less than. That's why they always cut it off because anything over a certain amount, then you get paid for. It. Yeah. Like the video, we're depending on the artist and shit. Oh, we're done. I gotta show you this. This is the other guy from like six years ago from when I finished high school, like Prince EA. Oh, I know him. Oh, so you, yeah. yeah you feel me like that type of shit? Like, I feel like tell you some real shit, I can act it out, and just, that's how fun with it. You feel me? I believe you, bro. Good. I believe you. I believe in you. You got, I believe, like, again, you got the personality for it. You, you speak clearly, and you got the voice for it. I think, I think it'd be good. In uh, popular news, this just stuck out to me because I, I kind of made me want to say, this is what somebody who gets shot in the foot looks like. No, I'm just pointing. Oh, okay. Fulio, Florida rapper, was shot multiple times. Oh, yeah, he was shot multiple times somewhere in the city in this car. What city? Jacksonville? Yeah. Hey. But he's he's called, I, I hate to say he's calling for it, but all his raps is about just dissing people and 
That's what Jacksonville is. This is crazy. But again, he got shot in his foot. And his first thing they did was like show his picture of his foot. First thing that went viral was this nigga's foot. And he's got a hole in his foot the size of a golf ball. A, a baseball. Split open. He's his foot is in bad shape. Not to take back from Meg getting shot in the foot. I don't know. Wasn't there. Wasn't seen. <laughs> but it looked nothing. It's, you are taking it away though. Yes. You just not tell you. No, I'm no. I'm I, I'm gonna <laughs> compare the two because Julio got it. shot in the foot. Like he took yeah, a bullet. I, that. I don't know if that picture was photoshopped. If that was a real picture, that shit. Yeah, he got that, shot that in the that foot. Boy shit not <laughs> yeah, no, nah, because after he did an after show and after photo and his shit is got pins in it and rods and all yeah, type of shit. Yeah, bro, they had to sew his yeah, shit back together. That shit was real deal. And uh, he gotta probably relearn how to walk on that bitch. Uh-huh. Oh, it's, it's, it's gonna be a good year before he can really walk on that motherfucker. Maybe yeah, more than that. Maybe more than that. You gotta get away the initial scarring pain and then whatever your bones have to bone, reset again. Whatever, whatever pain, yeah. whatever bone was shattered from the book. God, that nigga. I think he should take that as a lesson, bro. Fuck, fuck comparing it to Megan Thee Stallion. Julio needs to take this as a fucking lesson. Bro, the fuck I think this is like the eighth time he was shot at or shot in like two and, years. And he's got, and this time it, it touched him for real. They have him in a hospital bed. And he's lucky he's not fucking dead. Yeah. Because that's what folks wanted him to be dead. So I would move out of Jacksonville, bro. He don't even live in Jacksonville. That's the fucked up. <laughs> even if he doesn't live in Jacksonville, that's the fucked up part. Okay, right? yeah, Back yeah. in your city, bro. I think he For moved whatever the reason may be. I don't know where he lived. He ain't moved to LA. Oh, no. He did, he, lived, he did leave Jacksonville. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that's not his city. He could go back and shit, but whatever. But I think he did leave at least. So, I'm not going to say, but yeah, going no. back overall. Huh? Back, I think. I don't know, but like you, like I said, man, that's the music you make. That's the type of shit you live around. That's the shit it is. I mean, all he does is go back and forth with the kid Ace and talk. Yeah, and Ace. yeah and talk niggas back. Hey, but I mean, that's what them niggas do. Hey, it's, it's city it's, versus city out there. You shit is me? stupid. Hey, that's what them boys do. Yeah, again, you call for it's hard to feel bad or like you almost like yeah, that's the life you live. Yeah. That's the life you live. So what's that? That's you. You play by those rules. You play, you play that game. You play by those rules. Yeah, that shit is wild. You live a civilian lifestyle. Yeah. Uh-huh. But even the again the picture I'm throwing right back to me. <laughs> the two different, two different, two different shots, wounds, shots, whatever. Somebody is lying. That's what I'm saying. I, it, Julio took a direct it, shot. It, it all depends on what kind of Julio. Depends on the gun. Yeah. Megan, the gun that shot Megan, it's not the gun that fucked Julio's shit up. Those are two different guns, two different size bullets. Meg got shot one time. This nigga got shot numerous times. Only one in the foot, though. 
it go, goes back to size of the bullet. Yeah, I agree. I said that's not two different guns. Nobody got they didn't get shot in the same place. I wasn't there for either incidences, so I can't say for sure. But things just look more and more fishy. That shit goes on. Man, look, bro. Niggas just have to get over it, man. Tori will be out of jail in another like two, three years, bro. Yeah, I get it. I'm not harped on it or stuck on it. I'm just. The injustice system. So you feel like in a few years it's gonna be a tell law where Megan's gonna be like, you know what? I don't think Megan is ever gonna say anything ever again in life. Ever again in life. I don't think she's ever gonna talk about it ever again. Because she does, she's gonna have to tell one story and she already told too many. She told three different stories about how she got shot or where he was shooting from all type of crazy shit. So once you tell it again, niggas are going to run it right back to the one of the three lies that you came before and then what you told in the thing. So you never like this nigga dropping, popping bottles. Happy birthday to me. But it's, <laughs> you can't like, it's different. It's different now that it's over and she quote unquote got away with it. Or if it went in her favor, or whatever it may be. I don't even know privy the inside details, but shit is just getting wild. So we can like we can transition that into the, the Tupac Keefy D. Oh man, Pac! I don't know what the fuck going on, bro. But you just been in the media, boy. Still. Mm-hmm. So fucking Puff Daddy or Brotherly Brother Love. <laughs> that karma seems like it's starting to hit. It's starting to activate. <laughs> that karma's starting to activate, just know. And a lot of people are coming out saying Diddy had a hand in Pac. There's different stories about Diddy is coming out. It's not even a lot of people. It's the main one is the one who got arrested for Pac's murder is Keefy D. For those who don't know, Keefy D is an old rapper from the West Coast. Man, fuck that. Keefy D was the nigga. My bad. I, I ain't mean to disrespectful, bro. Yeah. I mean, like, KVD was a nigga. Well, we don't know KVD as no fucker ever. We know KVD as a nigga that was in the car with Baby Lane or whatever. Or a nigga that supposedly shot Tupac or Tupac beat up in a casino. He was in the car. Uh, Orlando Anderson. Yeah, Orlando, yeah, yeah. He was in, he was in, he was in the car. That's his nephew. Orlando Anderson is KVD's nephew. What was his, what was his nickname? Baby Lane? Something like that. Something like that. But the nigga, that's who Pac beat up. Because the nigga, a few months prior, the nigga um, stole the stole, chain. Yeah, stole um, one of um, Sugar Knight's young niggas' chain at a mall or some shit. So, and the nigga saw, saw the nigga at the casino, and Pop was like, oh, okay, one up. And I think it's just adrenaline. You see Tyson fight. Uh, oh yeah, drunk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, we gonna beat that nigga. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And he probably think it's hey, just that. Run that chain, nigga. Yeah. Type shit. You feel me? Remember that chain? Yep. Beat the boy ass. 
nigga felt way about the shit, not knowing that this nigga, they say this nigga was a hitter. He went real, you feel me? But it gets deeper than that. According to Keefe D, now again, since it happened, 90%, 95% of the people who that were involved in the incident have passed away. That's crazy, bro. So I'm thinking Keefe D just feels like 30, 25, 30 years ago, he can go tell his story and get paid off his story. Yeah, but this is what caught him up is him going and doing several interviews on several different platforms. It was a Vlad interview. It's another one that's out. It's just him and a tape recorder, and they're saying it's like Las Vegas PD, and he's giving it up, and he's telling them everything. I was in the back seat, and he's giving out information that was never released to the public, so that's how they snatched him. He told you he was in the back seat. He was X Y Z woo woo woo, but rewind a little bit. Keefe D said in one of these interviews that Brother Love had already put up a million dollars on Pop before he beat up Anderson. It just so happened that Anderson was the nephew of one of the guys in the party, which is Keefe D, that that already put the hit on. Yeah, so it kind of like. It all, uh, it it all, all played out yeah. in a weird way, the way they kind of wanted it to play out. Not necessarily the way, because it was mm-hmm. the universe set, set it up. In a yeah, way it, 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 it all just aligned in that fashion. And this nigga just went around telling everybody different different parts of the stories. He, he did this interview, he got a little bit here. He give that a little bit. The other interview, he do a little bit here. So niggas just listen to every interview. And picking up these breadcrumbs, these bread pieces, and tying it all together, and now he get picked up, and he's saying Puffy's name, and everything, everything, every interview is he saying Puffy's name. I think so. I don't think they're gonna do anything. If he ain't get caught up by now. It's too like you got you got to have like definitive wiretaps, voice yeah, calls, you gotta have evidence, evidence upon, upon evidence to say that this is what happened. No doubt that is. You gotta yeah. have no doubt that he played a part. You gotta have mm-hmm. facts and record that he put a million dollars on Parkhead in in the because in another yeah, interview, put a million dollars on your head. Oh yeah, he wants you fucking dead for real. In another interview, he comes back and says, like, after after it all what happened, all went down. He go, they walk, he walks into the room, and somebody gets a phone call, and it's Puffy. And Puffy is asking, is that was that our work? Is that our work? And then he doesn't. He stops talking after that one. But you can go to another interview to like continue to like what you can, you know, just piece the shit together. Shit you just, from shit you said about a murder that happened 25 years ago yeah so you just confessed basically to being accessory to the murder and everybody else 
is no longer here. And, he, and he's running around bragging. I was involved in the biggest whatever of in Las Vegas history. You see, he's just he's just giving up. He's just talking, just giving it up the whole time. That's all he's doing, is just giving it up. Yeah, that's that ignorant mentality. You think that's it? No, bro. They just snatched the rest of your life from you. That may be only like 20 years, if that. Snatched your last 20. Your last 20. That's crazy. It's crazy. All for clout. I think kind of said I'm the new Pac. I think he said I'm the new Pac or some shit like that, right? Like, Come on, man. I don't think even Kanye would go that far. The, I think on Twitter broke down like everything Pac was the first to do, and I was like, damn, when you really put it like in, in seed and writing, like Pac was the blueprint of every spawn of rapper, archetype of rapper. From having nose ring tattoos, being a gangster rapper, being a lover rapper, being a rapper rapping about braggadocious shit, being a designer rapper, being a rapper for the homies. Like, it's like, damn, he hit every... Everything. Everything. He's like the blueprint of everything. But another thing I think people need to hear this, a lot of people be trying to shit on Pop to big up Biggie. And True. I love Biggie the same. Way it's pop, but you gotta realize something. There's no biggie without pop. And niggas keep forgetting, bro. Pop fucking taught Biggie. Basically gave Biggie the game about making the chick songs and shit and all that. Mm-hmm. Pop gave Biggie a lot of game, so when you talk like you can't shit on pop to big up Biggie, bro. It's like contradicting as fuck, bro. You can like Biggie's music better, that's cool, but don't shit on Pop the Big Up Biggie, bro, because that's kind of like blasphemous, bro. <laughs> you feel me? Like, like without Pop, nigga, there's no Biggie. And I even feel like without Biggie, there's no Pop the way we see all Pop for real. Them mm. niggas needed each other for real, dog. That's how I view it, bro. In the end, I would agree, but Pac's climb was different. Pac's story was different. Yeah, he came from a different cloth. Yeah, his his artistry was different. Like, his approach to art, his actual history in art. Not even just that. Like, the, the from the Panthers to dance to actually being of it most of his life. He was a, a true artist. artist to the word. And he could break it down to you in every form and every fashion miraculously. People just like to say, oh, Biggie was a better rapper. Biggie could rhyme better. Pac was really, 
Hawk was touching you more than the the touching. cool rhyme was. It See, was. I feel like Hawk wasn't bar. Hawk wasn't no barred up nigga, dog. That's why I fuck Hawk heavy. Cause Hawk not a type of rapper where he barred up. He gonna leave you with hella metaphors and shit. He gonna just talk to you straight up to the heart. Like he have a conversation with you right there, bro. So it's gonna be the type re- shit. And it's gonna be the realest shit ever. Realest shit ever, bro. Cause he's gonna put shit in perspective and like really like have you take accountability for fuck shit you be on. Seeing the fuck shit everybody else be on. Like honestly, bro, Park was bro, there was a point when I was like when I really got to Park, bro, I was like, Park is like my older brother I know I have, bro. Just the game he giving you in the music, bro. Like I was a young nigga taking the game, bro. With certain things of pop, just like dog. Me Against the World, bro, is my favorite album from, from that nigga, bro. Like, for real, dog. That's that shit, bro. Honestly, that's probably the real shit I ever heard. I would th- I always tried to explain somebody the same shit. I'm like, moving to, like, Florida, and there was nobody, like, really older. And just, well, even in the streets, niggas was just listening to Pac, period, mm-hmm. when I came down. But Pac really taught you how to maneuver the right how way. How to think of the right way. Yeah. You have morals about your shit, bro. Just gonna be out here just doing dumb nigga shit. You gonna make mistakes or whatever, yeah. You go, you feel me? May act up, but just don't be doing it just to fucking do it. Always, there's always has to be a reason. Yeah. You feel me? Like, yeah, I agree. Pop can make ignorant music. He didn't make. He made party music. He made dance music. He never gave no like. He's labeled a gangster rapper, but there's never no real like, just dumb, reckless, shoot 'em up. Music. It didn't. He didn't. He didn't do that. Pop only made that music, bro, to appease Suge, bro, and Because, nigga, remember, Suge got that nigga out of prison, bro, when that nigga wasn't there for the rape charge, bro. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he had to go make some Cali banging music real quick. Some G-Funk shit real quick. Rip the bloods real quick. Are you nuggets? All the niggas copycats? These is G's. I'm not gonna lie. It's not that, bro. There's not even much videos apart. That's how, like, this, like, what makes his legend even crazier. Like, the videos you do have with this nigga, it's always, like, prolific in some yeah. type of way, bro. Like, yeah. I remember this was one video this nigga in Vegas performing. This nigga got the little big chain with the fucking undershirt on and the Versace pants, white pants on. Like, this nigga was fire, dog. Like, about to see this in the 90s, this nigga in designer. Get it up. Like, this nigga was, like, in the future before the future. Like, showing wanted, niggas what could be. Like, this nigga. Uh, Pop was a different nigga, bro. Yeah, you wanted to be Pop. I feel like a lot of niggas went bald because of Pop, dude. Yeah. Bandana. Yeah, Legend, everything you just said, times ten, my nigga. Pac is. I never forget where I was in Pac. That I was my my friend from Kentucky, Randy, man. and it came over the radio and like the box, like MTV and shit. The rapper Tupac Shakur died. His sister broke out crying. Her best friend broke out crying, like bawling crying. I was too young to really understand it. I'm saying why they were just bawling crying. They were older. It was like. Balling, crying. Essentially, like how movie balls Nipsey. 
I don't think it was as big as when niggas lost Pac, but I feel like that feeling was parallel. I would I would parallel it to that though. But I wanna say we didn't have social media back then, so everybody, no matter what you were doing, where you were at, everybody everybody loved Pac. Everybody, everywhere, everything was like fuck. Even if you hated Pop, you still want to be, you still copy that nigga because you copy some of that nigga mannerisms like it's a hoe, bro. <laughs> exactly. Or make some niggas respect you, dog. Alright, Pop was that nigga, bro. Pop was that nigga, bro. And he knew better, he knew the ins and outs of the games, he was educated enough to to give you give you the, the real correctly. Gaddafi. Yeah. Gaddafi Hussein. Yeah, bro. He got killed in Jersey or something like that. Bro. That was a little homie. Uh, Pac. Pac had a lot of shit. Pac was about to get shit popping, bro. He's about to separate from Shug the same way Biggie's about to separate from Puff. That's when elevation happened. Oh, you other next copycats. These cheese. Without without Pac, you don't get future. The niggas think futures. Nah, no, time out, time out. Without dungeon, without dungeon family. Yeah, yeah, without without Pac, you don't get the dungeon family. That's why that's why I think I was that. going. That, nah. Don't say that. Nah. I can see where inspiration comes the same way, but don't say it. I, nah. I don't know. I, I think you you can nah. still you'll still get a cast, bro. You still get a cast, yeah. You'll still get an outcast, you still get a dungeon family. No. They was at the same time. They came in around the same time. Uh, Cass was a little earlier, bro. Well, 90, what, what was Cass first album? I think 94 or 93, 93. Them niggas was bumping pop, is what I'm saying. Yeah, because he was the man, he was the biggest rapper. Yes. Or just the biggest one coming, or just Juice. I think like, what he did, Juice in like 92 or some shit. Juice come out. Whenever it came out, them niggas was bumping pop. Listen to the tribe, they listen to the Red Nubian, they listen to all them schools. Maybe 
stacks, but Big Boy was a rapper, so I give you that. But everybody I talked to from like Florida, Florida, they were fans of Pop more than they were fans of Biggie. They were over the West Coast. And I'm talking about niggas 35 and above. So I'm gonna say the South is, is pretty much claimed West Coast on that East Coast, West Coast beat. Just, just again, just because of the realness of Pac. Pac was for the people. I'm gonna need if C was here. C would tell you. You're in the south of the hood. Yeah, you're gonna listen to Pac. Yeah, C is gonna tell you. If C was here. C would, C would tell you right now. Going <laughs> <laughs> for that thing. Oh, that's thinking the wrong one. Yeah, I think that's disrespect to even try Tupac like that. ATO Jacob. Yeah, that's young nigga. That's young nigga shit. That's young nigga shit. One of these some people haven't really done their research and weren't listening to Pac when they came up. Pac had already been gone. They don't even know the influence Pac has had. Pac. There was a part of time that Pac got Sometimes the main version they put on the album was not even the best version. Like, I remember hearing some verses of, like, Still I Rise and other shit. I'd be like, why the fuck didn't they put this? This shit going crazy, bro. And it'd be like the third mix they had. It just like, okay, I'm not with that. That's when they was just releasing shit after he died. Bro, Pac was prolific out. as fuck, bro. Pac was a prolific nigga, bro. Take away from Biggie. Biggie was prolific in his own way. Again, Biggie was more like the good soul. You like hate to see it happen to. That's what type of shit Biggie was. Biggie was like Pac. You lost like a cultural staple. I like it's different with Pac. Pac is a little bit heavier weight than Biggie in that aspect. Biggie, great rapper. Should be passed. But I'm a Tupac fan. All day. And again, it's, it's generational. Like, again, these kids today aren't listening to Pac. They're not going back and listening to Tupac. They're not listening to LL Cool J. They're not listening to Rakim. They're not understanding who came in before. They're not understanding these niggas is 40 years old. They're not, <laughs> they're not 19, 21 years old. Like who they're making their music for. These niggas 21 years old, 22, 25, just started listening to music. They don't they haven't had enough time to really listen to music. I know I haven't listened to enough music. Hey, that's what I'm saying. You haven't even thought about going back and clicking a, a music some music from the seventies. That's okay. They'll get it. Yeah, they'll get it. But I'm saying to give your opinion and say that this is this. It's gonna be this. You live in a world right now where everyone feels their opinion on like the internet matters, or they want to say the opinion and have that validation behind it. So they'll say whatever sounds good or sounds like.
Did you see the uh, the Joe Budden response? Did we talk about the Drake Joe Budden? Did we talk about the Drake Joe Budden yet? Alright, so we all seen by now that the, the comment that Drake left to Joe Budden. You seen it? Alright, so Drake, I guess, heard Joe Budden's or a snippet of Joe Budden's review on his uh, of his album for the dogs. Joe Budden told him basically, he had basically in so many words, he anticipated grown up music, older music, like he, he's up here in the same Drake. Oh, yeah. That type of shit. So I'm sure you've, you've seen it on social media, right? Everybody's talking about it. But again, Drake's a. Drake's an older, uh, older artist. We were just talking about. It. We want to hear Drake over Alchemist. Alchemist. Yeah, we, yeah, we did talk about. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't hear about Joe Budden shit that hadn't happened yet. And I heard, goddamn, even Drake's dad said something to Joe Budden. And I feel like there must have been some truth. Everybody knows the history between Drake and Joe Budden, though. Early, early on, Drake. Yeah, his criticism touches him. No, but early on, there's an early video when Joe Budden first started his Joe Budden TV. He's on YouTube early. He had Drake on his shit early, early, and Drake was just just giving it up, saying, "You know, you're the best, right? You know, niggas emulate your style. I, I wanted to rap like you. I wanted to just giving it up on camera." Yeah, what you doing? I got a friend that I need to see before they go back to Orlando. Alright. <laughs> go by Watch House real quick. Alright. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. I think he left his laptop today. So. Yeah, I see that. So I said, fuck, why you your laptop? Whatever. But, Joe Budden gave him. You, you, you're caught up to date with it, right? Joe Budden gave the the rebuttal to that after. So I guess he read the DMs between him and Drake about what happened after. Drake was just like, that was just like a shot. It's like, oh, you can take it right. You can go through it. But it wasn't as serious as Drake penned it. As everybody's Drake, taking yeah, it. Yeah, I watched a little. It was a five-minute clip. And Joe Budden was like, a lot of the shit that Drake said was personal. But... He was just pretty much saying Drake was just like taking a little jab, saying, "Oh, you should record a song, get some radio play, it yeah. make you feel better." Da, da, da. And Joe Budden's like, "Yo, I didn't even. It wasn't coming from a place of me being jealous or being. It was just a general, a general critique of like you feel me. And pretty much Drake felt a way." I think Drake really felt a way about stop fucking the 25 rules because he felt like the perception of him saying like saying that it's kind of like making him look like he's a predator or some shit. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it is. And he don't want he knows Joe he knows Joe's voice is pretty powerful and people will kind of lean into or just kind of think about it a little bit more when Joe say it because he gonna frame it in a certain way and all that. So he just felt uh, he felt away about him saying stop fucking twenty five rules because you're thirty five thirty between thirty five thirty seven whatever it is thirty seven thirty seven you fucking twenty five rules even younger and he 
you don't want to look like no predator to the to the fucking masses, or you want them to even have that thought come in their mind that you couldn't even be on no shit like that. You're, you're the golden child. You're perfect. You yeah, you're so, yeah, you're supposed to keep that. You want that image squeaky clean, and, and Joe, you're kind of fucking that up right now, fam. But Joe took that back too. He had a tweet. Somebody tweeted and said, uh, "Joe's telling." <laughs> Jake to stop fucking 25 year olds is crazy to me and Joe tweeted said uh, yeah maybe I took it a little too far so Joe like he, he took it back too like, yeah sure he did he said it but again like like I said father time always wins like I think it's fair critique it's got to the point in time where you know what to expect from a Drake album I think that's why he did that dance album and that other shit and whatever because he's like niggas know what a Drake album sounds like niggas know what 40 sounds like niggas know like come on you know what you're gonna do to it you know which hot rapper is either gonna be Little Baby or, or 21 obviously and you know what you're gonna do yeah you're gonna bar to death and blah 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 for the girl but what I think is raw and the way he flipped it don't be wrong, Drake's a fucking genius. If you watch some of his Instagram slides for the dogs, every time he does it, you know, the six slides and the last dog, it's always a like a, a, a cute, fluzzy female dog. It's always like for the dog and for the bitches. <laughs> it was, it's what the album was. And I'm like, oh, this thing is genius. He had you thinking it was this when it's clearly for the bitches. It's a Drake song. I don't know. says or does who's listening they're, they're pissed about it they're tight about it good or bad and I like that for Joe because he's been my favorite rapper for a long time and I like him in this space I don't always like what he says or his take but I like that he's getting this moment I don't, at this point, when Birdman does it, I don't know if Birdman's trolling. Like, I don't know if people are... Yeah, I don't know if it's a troll. Like, he going back and forth with, uh, Drewski, too. But Drewski shit is funny. No, but his this actual skit is funny itself. Did you see it? 
you know, Drake got a song in the middle song. He goes, standing on business. Standing on business. Standing on business. I'm standing on business. And Drewski literally made a song like two weeks ago as a skit. I'm going to stand on business. The whole skit was called Standing on Business. And at the end of the skit, he makes a song. I'm standing on business. I'm standing on business. <laughs> and then Drake drops his shit. I'm pretty, I, don't, I don't know if he heard it or whatever, but it's funny. And he's like, play my shit. And he hear Drewski. Standing on business. Standing on business. And he goes, play his shit. Yeah, Drake. Standing up, <laughs> standing up, bitch. Just, just play my shit. He goes back and forth. He goes, fuck. And he like the beef continues. Could have been records versus cash money records. <laughs> shit is hilarious. He killed that. And then Birdman said, "You still want to play with a gangster? You still want to test my gangster shit like that?" I think he's just gonna be like, "Come on, man." That's why I said I don't know if uh, if him coming at Gilly was like real or if he was just because he was coming like when Drake. I honestly think he was just the director of the record, honestly, and just the way he talks and just say he's a he he's a he's he's the boss nigga, Brad. So he's gonna talk in a way and just talk very frank and blunt, and it may rub you the wrong way. She said 25 years later He's like I've been calling you a bitch For 25 years When Drake comes out What's that But when, when Drake comes out Everybody That whole team You know, you know how, What happens when Drake drops Everybody And their mother It's now Drake's best friend Defending Drake and All type of crazy shit But I don't think Nothing to that either I don't think nothing like that. I, I think, as like I said, I think Birdman's trolling. I'm gonna leave him on the side of it's all a troll. Bridges. For what? 
in Tory Lane's news, I guess he's waiting on our second appeal. And he's waiting on to see if we should get bail or not. $5 million worth of stolen sneakers and streetwear recovered by Chicago police. Chicago. At a West Side warehouse, they have millions of stolen goods. Nike, Adidas, Supreme, and UGG. That's what I told you. That's why they niggas was going to shut down Nike. They just kept getting hit. San Francisco? No, Oregon. They just kept getting hit. Memphis. They just kept getting hit. That shit gotta end up somewhere. Somebody knows something. Just ain't going all to the street. He's got five million dollars worth of fucking Jordans. One million streams on YouTube is $690. One million streams on Spotify is $4,370. One million streams on Apple Music is $7,350. One million streams on Tidal is $12,500. One million streams on Amazon Music is $4,020. Please keep drugs out of your life. Don't let it affect your system or your household. 
recreational use only. Please be responsible. FBG Duck O'Block Rico trial begins today. Suspects face life in prison if convicted. Shit crazy. FBG Duck, Chicago rapper. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's That's just gonna lead into, uh. Hopefully, don't lead into the dirt. Woman arrested after stabbing multiple people, including police officer, at Atlanta airport. were called after she reportedly stabbed a male by the security checkpoint at the airport. Officers approached her asking her to drop the knife. She then proceeded to attack another woman and the Atlanta police lieutenant. The lieutenant was stabbed in the thigh and the suspect struck an artery. Damn! The airport ticket clerk was only slightly cut by the blade of the knife. God damn, lady. Y'all tripping, tripping. I think I almost died. You gonna jail for the rest of your life? Trying to get a knife into the airport? I almost killed the lieutenant with a knife stabbed in the artery, bro. You gonna jail for the rest of your life? And to try and get a knife in the airport is just ridiculous in the first place. Can't take a personal knife. Can't hell no. Put it in your. In your carry on? In your luggage? In your luggage under, under the plane, maybe, yeah, but you can't take that shit onto the plane. And you have to check it. it so I feel be... like if you, you can check a knife, I think the person just didn't check the knife nah. for whatever reason. You can't. You can't check a knife? No. Nah. Oh, that shit has. So they'll let you check a gun, but you can't check a knife. There's procedures. You have to go take it. They check it in. They take it. It's completely dismantled. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And all the other things. You, so you're at the desk and you're going through that. You do can check a knife. If you can, I'm trying to say you can because I don't know the official rules. But if you can. Should have been checked. Robert Allen, who was one of four men involved in any sharp objects in checked bags, should be sheathed or securely wrapped to prevent injury to baggage handlers and inspectors. In general, you are prohibited from traveling with sharp objects in your carry-on baggage. Please pack these items in your trunk. In general, yeah. So yeah, you can put it under the plane. Under the plane. Yeah, you can put it in your carry-on. 
is on carry on on her person. Because if it would have, yeah, if it would have a carry on, they would have took it out of her bag, go through the X-ray scanner. Yeah, they're gonna throw it away at that point. They would have confiscated it, made a fucking whatever report about it, whatever. But you can't bring that shit. You'd be on a watch list, probably You'd do some shit like that. But to, for to have it on you and for them to see it, and then you just cutting people. Yeah, something's up. But Robert Allen, who was one of four men involved in XXX and Thassion's murder, tried to snitch on, or to receive a last sentence, he snitched on his friends because they each kept 15K. So he tried to snitch on Melly for a lighter sentence. Yeah, what does he know? Been in jail with him? He was in jail with him. It was in the same pot or some shit. So yeah, he knows something. Alright, this is the this is the actual paperwork. Co-defendants Cortel Malik Henry, Jamel Damons. Comes now the state of Florida by and through the undis Undesigned assistant state attorney, undesired assistant state attorney, and prudent to the provisions of Rule 3220, Florida Rules of Criminal Procedure, and in recognition of defendant's election, participate in the discovery, submits the following information. The names and addresses of all persons presently known to the prior to have been information that may be relevant to offense charged by defense therefore to Allen Southeast oh he's giving up what he knows oh he's giving up just what who he's talking to and what he knows there's a list of people around the case that he has information on it's like eight nine names YNW Melly case. The guy who was in the uh, the Tessian case offered up some information on YNW Melly case to get out of that shit or to knock his time down. And then on the discovery, all they got is. Uh, only thing you do is name the names. Yeah, they don't have what he said yet. Because like I said, that hasn't happened yet. He didn't report yet. But he has information on these people. His sister. People around him. Robert, like all names like in the case. So. This YNW Melly case is going to get real, real interesting. Even more interesting. Since they just got hit for witness tampering. How's also going on? It's not. He's not even sentencing. It's the case. He's whatever. Like, like, damn. You gotta find him guilty. 
bottom look like you know, have a certain amount of time, bro. Bro, they, I don't know how. You can't be having niggas sitting in jail three, four years. And then what if they not guilty? But they sit in jail longer than that. I know what I'm saying. Bro, you know how much that shit sucks? You lose 10 years of your life and then you get to get anything. And it's just like, bro, like, the world has changed so quickly. You gotta sue them. You gotta sue them for that money. There's lawyers that are gonna take that. So, yeah, if you get 10, they're gonna take two. They'll be like, oh, yeah, we're, we don't, we're not gonna charge you. We'll take our 40%. 40%, nigga. Yeah. It's really supposed to be 30%. Whatever they, yeah, they're gonna crack you. Yeah. You're just gonna take 60 mil and say, okay. Yeah, I guess, right? Uh-huh. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta rationalize the book, the, the fucking thing, bro. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Shit, I, you put me, I didn't know what six million was yesterday, nigga. Mm-hmm. Shit. Uh-huh. Still so got me the 13, 14. Fuck it. But, that's why N.W. Melly, these niggas been, been proved what they had to prove. It's just against stipulations in court. These niggas buying off people, tampering with witnesses and shit, right? Now they going in the court with all some new evidence and it's a rap, boy. It's a rap, it's a rap, a rapperty rap. Sacrifice his career for your wife. That's unconditional love. Will has for that shit. I don't think she asked Will to do that though. Again, Will did that on his own. <laughs> so you didn't say Will just wanted to take that law like that? Like, no, I, I really think Will just had a like out of character moment. And a real nigga moment. Yeah, I think he well, again out of character for Will Smith. I think, he had a, a I think he had an out of character moment, and it just that's what happened. We all know what happened, but I don't think she told him to do that. Didn't the first Chris Rock shit already happen? Like what do you mean? He had a. Or there was some shit about me too. They mean like, when did the Oscars happen? What year did it happen? Are you talking about yeah? They, they when they said Oscar's so black, they didn't want him to. Yeah, and she said something, and, and they went back and forth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was like around that same time, I think. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's yeah. like that was that time. Yeah, but it was minor shit. That's all minor shit. And she also just said that there was a time when he asked her out because he thought they were getting a divorce because they had been split up. But she was like, "No, mother, about to work through our marriage." And he was just apologetic, and that was that. It's all it's regular human problems, things just blow out of proportion. Like I said before, it's always deeper shit in the background, there's always more going on. 
that we don't know. Again, I've been looking into consumer law and all that. I'm gonna take all my shit off, auto pay. I'm gonna let them send me a paper bill. I'm gonna endorse it, and I'm gonna send it back. See what happens. <laughs> I'm dead ass serious. Let me do. Let me do. Let me do. Hey, you gonna get a call? <laughs> Nigga, what is uh, this shit? Sir? Yeah. Um. We see that. Um. Uh, U.S. Code 1039CC states that this. Boom. What does this say? If not, you done broke down the number, you gotta break the code. Well, I can't give it to you as high as I am. I can't give it to you well, like I want to. In simple terms. It means that all bills have already been paid through interest and we're willingly paying bills. Your uh, QCIP, remember your CSDK account in the trust. That's how you're supposed to use it. You're supposed to discharge bills. You're supposed to pay bills. The difference between paying and discharging. Just like you talked about before, legalese is another language. Another language. Yes. G shit. If you really want to get into it, as a nigga right now, that's on. Just went live. I just got the message. He went live, and he's breaking it down. I was just showing. I was just showing. Jay Sophie's when he walked in. I was listening to him talking, and he was like, "This is how you do it." He got a white girl on there right now, <laughs> showing her do it. He's like, "Yo," she's like, "Nah, he's for real." I followed the steps, and and this is what happened. That's, that's just it. Keep it real. I mean, this is the same shit I've been talking about, like, forever. I've been saying this for over a year. And this is like, I finally get a good grasp of it. But it's hard to, like, again, I don't know the codes by heart. I don't know what they mean by heart. I'm like, I don't know the law like that. My brain has recently been in cybersecurity, which I'm halfway done with. I'm going to give myself a clap for that. Six-month course. A six-month course. I'm three months in in a month so I'm way ahead of schedule on that it's getting easier so I just want to say that anybody out there yes exactly anybody out there just go apply yourself take a course and get an understanding because it's really it's really easier than you you think once you get the understanding and you learn the verbiage and what's going on you got it like it's really it's really that easy or Google Certificates made made it seem that easy, but I think I got it. But yeah, but yeah, I don't think I think this is all law. 
I think it's all happened since we went off the gold standard. That's known. Reagan did this for a reason. You're put on the stock market to replace the gold. This is all we know. This is all law. CSDK trust is a real thing. You can go look all this stuff up. You're worth a hundred million dollars. Minimum. Traded on the stock market. I'm saying, but that's how you unlock the money. You discharge it to that account that's being traded. You don't necessarily pay it, you discharge it. Yeah, it goes back in to the account. Like I said before, banks have confused us and reversed the roles. Banks are the borrowers. We are the creditors. Banks just are the middlemen to the account. So when you go get a loan, so when you go get a loan, you only get a loan based on your credit because they want to make sure that you get the money back. It's not even their money, and they're not touching it. They're not getting it. They're eating off you paying them back. That's why they're so strict about it. Because they need their money back to be a better bank, to have more money and X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. But... They're writing all that shit off. Everything you write, everything you write, which you swipe your card for, the money goes somewhere, right? Right? Yeah. It's not touched or deposited into another account for two years. It's just sitting there waiting for you to claim it. This is all facts. This is all consumer law. Every day for the last... They get all the money you spent for the last two years, basically. They go claim it in, like, basically unclaimed money type shit. That's just the way this shit works. All consumer law. It's all just mystery accounts and just mystery shit. No, it's really there. You just got to know where it is and how you use it. When you, when you, same thing, like I said, when you said driving and traveling, paying and discharge. Same shit. When you pay a bill, you're using you choosing to pay it from your pocket and use your your own money. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to discharge it from your CSDK account. And it all runs back through the same shit. It's you just gotta figure out as I said, we've been coached in the wrong way. We gotta keep the banks up, so we gotta keep the money in there and they gotta keep their shit going. So how do you how do you do it? Don't tell them that they're being traded on the stock market. If you look at the bottom of your bill, any paper bill you've ever had before, it's, it literally says coupon on it. It's crazy. No, your bills. Your bills from T-Mobile, from Sprint. The, end, the bottom part, where it says like you fold over and shit, it literally says coupon. Go find one, I swear to God. It literally says coupon. It says you gotta throw back in that paper. Endorse it, sign it, endorse it, send it back. How do you endorse it? It's like you endorse a check. Consumer law is wild, boy. I'm telling you. I'm telling you.
telling you, you've all been duped. All this shit is free. You're all, you literally, you're all able to live the way you should. Whatever you want. Because you don't pay for it. If you can't pay for it, you discharge it. 1090, 1099C3 or some shit like that. Taking pictures of me, nigga? <laughs> oh, my, my bad. Flash them. Mm. But, uh... Yeah, we gonna get it. <laughs> we gonna get into this consumer law real quick. <laughs> and we gonna end on a happy birthday to Dre. 29 years old. 29 years of times around the sun. We appreciate you, you man. We appreciate your soul of return. We appreciate you for your contribution to this earth for the last 29 years. Yeah, continue on, continue vibrating. It is it is great to be in your presence. It is great to feel your energy. It is great to have this conversation with you. We appreciate you for the 29 years. No, it's real shit. That's the way it should be. Yeah, it's, it's a big thing. It's more than just a birthday. It's once you've been vibrating on this planet for that many times, again, that long. Stop counting age after a while. You just, you just, you just being, yeah. This is the last year, and these 20s correctly. Cap them off. Yeah. Cap them off correctly. Yeah. The 30s, the prime years, yeah. the prime decade. That's when you really run into your problems, your 30s, 30s, 40s. For men, like 50s, I think, then you start moving down. 50 on down. But 50s to downward. Yeah, I think, honestly, like watching people who bodybuild and work out and shit, and like watching the really like 47, these old ass niggas, and think they're 32 and 31. No, they're just in fucking shape. That I serious. It just really it is. It's just in fucking shape, and you think they're again younger than what they are because they keep their body going, they keep their shit in, in motion, and you see, that's it. You just gotta stay healthy and live it on in. But uh, again, with that being said, smoke another joint, learn about this consumer shit, and uh. Peace. <laughs> yeah, peace in the Middle East for sure. We ain't getting to uh, that. We, yeah, we didn't even talk we about that. We ain't even talking about that. Yeah. Damn. We'll talk about that next one. That's though. probably for good, though, because... We, 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 yeah. we can talk about it off the record from a perspective. Yeah, so... Yeah. We can get into that. We gonna pregame for next time. <laughs> Bottles pop. You already heard it. Now we can shake shots. Yeah. Peace.